Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Into the Borough podcast here on the Borough Reviews Network. My name is Jared, and joining me, as always, is Linda. Hello, everyone. We have got a great show for you today. We are going to be talking some Jungle Cruise box office. Uh, Of course, we're going to be talking about um, some other news in the news bit uh, that isn't quite making the headlines this week. But we are going to cover the Disney ScarJo controversy that's currently happening right now. A lawsuit being filed and, you know, word is that a bunch of people are going to follow suit and um, sue them as well. So it'll be interesting to see how that all blows over, but we'll give you the official details when we talk about the news. But first, I have some very important work to get done off the top here. Rob Zombie has named Scream 2 as one of his worst horror films. Now, I'm I'm no I mean I'm not on your level of horror knowledge, Linda, but I, I do dabble in horror. And so when when I see Scream 2 on Rob Zombie's worst horror film list, I have to wonder why he didn't put his own Halloween movies on there. Because they are among the worst. I hate those movies. I hate them. And so, and also, I've seen this dude in concert live, and he sucks. He sucks at performing live. But anyway, I am a person that likes, that prefers Scream 2 to Scream. And I know that's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way, but I, there, there's just something about Scream 2 for me that just works so much better than Scream. And it's not that I don't like Scream or think Scream's like important or anything like that. I get culturally it, it was the one that boosted, you know, slasher films into the new era. Fine. Uh, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of weight on its shoulders. But Scream 2 is one of the worst horror films. Linda, what do you think about this? Uh, before I put my opinion in this, how many movies were on this list exactly? Uh, a lot. So it was a revolver piece that they did on Rob Zombie. Uh, the piece was Rob Zombie's five worst rated horror films. The oh, list it's just begins. Five? Yes. The then list begins. You shouldn't be on it. Exactly. Well, <laughs> the list begins in a fairly understandable direction. It goes off the rails towards its ending. Um, namely, putting uh, both Scream 2 and I Know What You Did Last Summer on the list. Okay. I know. Uh- to be fair, I know what you did last summer. As much of a guilty pleasure of mine it is, I will admit it is chock full of cliches. Yeah, but, but it probably shouldn't be on the same list. This as dude, too. this dude, then continues to put the Mummy Returns on the list. The Mummy like, Returns fuck is an you. horror movie. <laughs> like, first of all, it, I, it ha- it's an it's an action movie with heavy horror elements, and like that's cool, and I like it, and. In his head, he's thinking, you know, the mummy hammerhead films, 1930s. Like, he, he's going back to the retro, like, um, the retro days with, like, Dracula and, like, all of, all of those, you know, like, you know, universal monster movies. And so, like, I can see where his line of thinking is. But um, he did put Psycho on the list. Um, not Hitchcock Psycho, but the one um, starring, uh, what's his name? Um, Vince Vaughn. Yes, Vince Vaughn. Uh, oh he did God, put Psycho on the shot list. shot for shot remake. Which, okay, that was, great. Was, I'll, yeah, I'll give you. It's fair. I'll give you. Um, anyway, people are thinking that he, uh, that Zombie messed up and put Scream 2 instead of uh, Scream 3. 
Um, but to be fair, yeah. I I mean maybe I'm just biased. I don't think any of the Scream movies should be on there. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I mean, yes, I would say without a doubt, Scream Three is the worst out of all four. Well, okay, but so- I wouldn't say that it's like a bad horror movie. So here's his direct quote. Um, he said, quote, when I saw Scream 2 on TV, I just hated it, though it could have been Scream 3. I can't remember which one it was, and that's never a good sign. So I just decided it was Scream 2. You Do fucking you asshole. Uh, anyway, yeah, no, I just, like, dude clearly is out of touch. I, I don't know. I You know... Other people have a lot of respect for Rob Zombie, and I do too. I, I respect his his grind, right? Like, I respect the amount of work that he takes on. That's totally fine. I'm, But I'm not going to sit here and say that it's good, because most of it isn't. Um, there, there, there are some good Rob Zombie horror movies. Like, you know, like, it's not all bad. But I'm just saying that, like, don't don't be attacking Wes Craven, my dude. Like you've got you've got Halloween too on your on your own discography. So you know we're never gonna let that die. No, no, I hate it. It's bad. Stay stay humble. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, also uh, something else that was pretty cool. I saw Dave Batista. Um, you know, do basically take up the being a mascot for Disney. Um, and at the same time that I saw that, you know, that was the day that the news broke about the lawsuit. And then he came to Disney's defense, uh, which was super strange for him. I, it was kind of out of character, but anyway, I saw him as the streamer and Ren has been having this whole, like, you know, piece in her head about how Dave Batista no one knows who he is and he's not a good actor kind of thing. Or no, she said Dave Batista is a good actor, but no one knows who he is like John Cena and the rock, but he's a better actor than them. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Um, and so I showed her this clip. She didn't recognize who Dave Batista was. So in her defense, she's being honest on, on her thoughts. Um, but I thought it was, I thought it was kind of neat that Dave Batista gets to do something new uh, where not a lot of people are probably going to like recognize who he is. So, but again, then he fell on the side of the ScarJo Disney lawsuit that I just don't appreciate. But um, you watched that little like advert, right? With with him in it, it was kind of cute, wasn't it? The Disney bundle. Yeah, yeah. it was cute. It was him cute. and his white hair, and yeah, no, I I love being it. all old and shit. Yeah, and he'll be like their actual mascot for the time being, you know. So like, good, <clears throat> good on them. Maybe that's why he's siding with Disney Plus. It totally is, and so I'm not even gonna be. I'm not even gonna be like, like I guess introspective about that. I, I think it is. Like I think that's exactly precisely why he has a good working relationship with them. It seems, um, although he got really mad at them over the James Gunn stuff, so it's kind of confusing. But we'll see. Also, something that we didn't get to talk about last week. That Black Lotus trailer, we were going to talk about it like last week or the week before. It's an awful trailer. I just got around to watching it. Black Lotus? Yeah, the Blade Runner Black Lotus, the animated like show. Oh. Yeah, it looks like awful. This is someone who absolutely loves Blade Runner and it just doesn't look good. I don't like the animation style. Um, I'm not saying Ooh. it's bad. I don't it- like it. 
It um, looks like uh, the animation style from like uh, Clone Wars. Yeah, I, 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 I wanted a straight up anime. You know what I mean? Like two D. Like I, I wanted, I wanted to feel like I was watching an actual anime, and that just, I don't know. It for whatever reason, it doesn't work well for me. I can I can see why the animation style, like I said, it, it's giving me big Clone Wars vibes, and I feel like for Clone Wars, it, it worked. But I feel like for a show like this, which I'm guessing is going to be like adult animation, yep, it is like serious adult animation. I feel like, especially with how popular Blade Runner is, I feel like they could have had the budget to do something else. I don't know what happened there, but it just isn't good. Um, I like so, the cast, though. I like Brian Cox, Josh Duhamel, Wes Bentley. Wes Bentley yeah. is just, I, I loved him in American Beauty. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, there are some really good things, some positive like threads in that uh, trailer and in the casting. But at the same time, it just doesn't look good. So I'm kind of less excited for it now than I was before. But with all that down and out of the way, why don't we get into the news update this week? It's going to include a lot of Disney folks, so just beware. But we're also going to talk about um, Universal and Peacock spending $400 million on the new Exorcist trilogy, and also what is happening with that Predator origin story. Well, we've got a title, so all of that will revealed will be revealed in the news bit, so stay tuned, and we'll come back and discuss. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. And Buzzsprout, is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more within minutes of finishing your first recording. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. We use Buzzsprout and can attest that it is a cakewalk compared to some of the other hosting platforms that we've used. So what are you waiting for? Grab some gear that you already have, and then find a quiet place to record and talk about all your favorite things. Following the link in the show notes, let's Buzzsprout know that we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. We can't wait to hear your passion. And now for your last week's news update. Ted Johnson and Anthony D'Alessandro of Deadline write, Disney strikes back over Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow lawsuit, reveals her $20 million payday. In Scarlett Johansson's lawsuit filed on Thursday in a Los Angeles Superior Court, Johnson claims that the day and date release of Marvel's Black Widow on Disney Plus and in theaters was a breach of her contract. The lawsuit contends that the Disney Plus release siphoned potential theatergoers, costing her potential compensation tied to the movie's theatrical revenue. The lawsuit also claims that, quote, Disney's financial disclosures make clear that the very Disney execs who orchestrated this strategy will personally benefit from their and Disney's misconduct, as it identifies Disney's CEO Bob Chapek and his equity grants totaling 3.8 times his 2.5 million base salary in 2021. 
Johnson's attorney, John Berlinski, said in a statement, quote, It's no secret that Disney is releasing films like Black Widow directly onto Disney Plus to increase subscribers and thereby boost the company's stock price, and that it's hiding behind COVID-19 as a pretext to do so. But ignoring the contracts of the artists responsible for the success of its films in the furtherance of this short-sighted strategy violates their rights, and we look forward to proving as much in court. The lawsuit seeks unspecified damages and names the Walt Disney Company as the sole defendant. However, the Walt Disney Company has fired back at Scarlett Johansson in a biting statement in which it said that the litigation showed a, quote, callous disregard to the COVID-19 pandemic and even revealed that she has so far received $20 million from the project. A Disney spokesperson said, quote, there is no merit whatsoever to this filing. The lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Disney has fully complied with Ms. Johansson's contract, and furthermore, the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with Premier Access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation on top of the $20 million she received to date. However, Scarlett Johansson may not be the only one pursuing Disney at some point. As reported by Robert Peter Paul of Screen Rant, Emma Stone is reportedly considering suing Disney over Cruella release. Former THR editor Matt Bellani took to his exclusive newsletter, What I'm Hearing, to report that the Cruella star, Emma Stone, is currently considering a lawsuit of her own. Bellani also posed that Emily Blunt's name as a talent that could speak out after Jungle Cruise opens this weekend. He called Disney, quote, notoriously difficult to deal with in these circumstances, adding that fellow creatives have been waiting in the wings for someone in the spotlight to speak out. Brad Miska, a bloody disgusting writes, Skull is an origin story about the first time a predator comes to Earth. Filming is almost complete. A new Predator film is on the way from 20th Century Studios, and Collider learned this past week that filming is nearly completed on the prequel that's currently titled Skull. The site connected with Jungle Cruise producers John Davis and John Fox, who confirmed that the film's title, Skull, will be a, quote, origin story about the Predator's first journey to this planet. Davis explains, It goes back to what made the original Predator movie work. It's the ingenuity of a human being who won't give up who's able to observe and interpret, basically being able to beat a stronger, more powerful, well-armed force. As for tone, Davis revealed that Skull is more akin to The Revenant than it does any film in Predator canon, further adding, quote, you'll know what I mean once you see it. Skull is also rumored to be heading straight to Hulu, similar to the forthcoming Hellraiser reimagined. Brad Miska also writes in Bloody Disgusting, Universal and Peacock spend a whopping $400 million for new Exorcist trilogy. Universal Pictures has teamed up with Peacock to close a $400 million plus mega deal to buy a new Exorcist trilogy, reports the New York Times. Leslie Odom Jr. will star in the new Exorcist trilogy, the first of which is confirmed to be directed by David Gordon Green. The casting confirms the new Exorcist trilogy won't be a remake, but a successor similar to what Green did with John Carpenter's Halloween. Blumhouse is producing with Morgan Creek Entertainment. The first film in the trilogy will be released theatrically on October 13, 2023. Bloody Disgusting Discovery. And that concludes your last week's news update.
If you would like to support The Borough Reviews or the Into the Borough podcast, please consider joining our Patreon campaign. Our Patreon offers a few distinct memberships. Candyman, a $1 a month tier to show your general support for what we do. It follows a $2 a month tier that will grant you early access to our videos before they release on YouTube. Hereditary, a $5 a month tier with exclusive podcast discussions and member-only polls so you control what content we focus on each month. And finally, Trick or Treat, a $10 a month tier where you'll get exclusive videos, behind-the-scene content, and all of the other perks combined. And who knows, there may be a super-secret tier waiting to be discovered. During these times, it is crucial for us to remain stable, and with your help, we can get there. Head over to patreon.com slash Reviews to sign up. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. Alright, welcome back. Now, let's talk about what is happening over that Disney lawsuit. So, in a lawsuit filed on Thursday of last week in Los Angeles Superior Court, Scarlett Johansson claims that the day and date release of Marvel's Black Widow on Disney Plus and in theaters was a breach of her contract. So, essentially, the lawsuit is contending that Disney Plus release of Black Widow at the same time as um, the theatrical release basically cost her potential compensation tied to the movie's theatrical revenue. So oftentimes how these big movies work is, you know, you as an actor sign on to a project, maybe, you know, at, at this amount. And then they're like, okay, well, depending on how much this movie makes at the box office, we'll give you some back end points on that. So there's a potential there to make more if it does really well. Um, and that's kind of essentially what happened here. So unfortunately, when COVID happened, you know, everything got shuffled around and a lot of people, a lot of big, you know, production companies kind of shifted towards their streaming platforms as a way to release their films um, to audiences who were maybe skeptical of going to the movies. Well, um, they did that with Black Widow. And Black Window, Black Widow, Black Window. Oh my God! Uh, Black Widow ended up making sixty million dollars alone on Disney Plus, and that kind of caught a lot of people's attention um, because it was like, oh my God, that was a lot of money. That a the ex- I know the exhibitors are pissed, so all of the theater companies are mad because basically it screwed them over making more money than they could have. Um, you know, and it's not just the exhibitors either. Clearly, some of the actors have problems with this. Some of the filmmakers. Do we remember like Denis Villeneuve's whole piece in what was that Indie Wire about like his op-ed against Warner Brothers for doing the day and date release um, because he was worried that Dune wouldn't do as well. And, um, you know, so this this isn't just exclusive to the theaters. That's the point I'm trying to make. Mm-hmm. And um Scarlett Johansson, you know, she played her part. She did the marketing. She did the press junkets and the tours for Black Widow. She did all of that. And then after the kind of hype and press died down for Black Widow, she decided that it was time to file this lawsuit, which essentially is like, hey, like I lost out on a shit ton of money because you decided to release it on Disney Plus and be selfish. And they didn't rewrite her contract either. So there was no potential for her her to make more um, than she could have. 
Initially, we're going to talk about some more specifics about maybe what other people are saying and what Disney is specifically saying about this. But your first initial reaction to her filing the lawsuit, because let me tell you, my jaw was on the floor. But what do you think about it? Uh, I mean, the least they could have done is try to to move some things in her contract around and at least like talk to her about it. It just from the sounds of all this, it seems like they just flat out went over her head. Yeah. And it was just like fuck it and just did it and then made her out to look like the selfish one for basically getting screwed over with no warning. Yeah. And so that that sucks. And we already talked about how it was very weird how it seems like Dave Bautista, like her co-star, isn't even going to try to like back her up in this. I I'm really like I ScarJo has is an interesting actor for me because she has done some things that I really don't appreciate. Um, going for roles maybe that she shouldn't be going for, saying things that she shouldn't be saying about whitewashing in Hollywood, and Ghost so. <laughs> yeah, Ghost in a Shell. Um, that one article that came out where she was going to play a trans character or something. Um, I don't remember, you know, the complete backstory to that. But she's been under fire quite a bit. And so, you know, she's been on my radar of people that, like, I don't necessarily mind, but people that might not be the best. And um, And so, like, when she did this, I was like, major respect. But then Dave Batista, who I have, like the utmost respect for coming to Disney's defense was kind of like weird to me because the argument that she's making is that basically the Disney executives who orchestrated the day and date strategy will personally benefit from their misconduct. Um, and, you know, it identifies Disney CEO's Bob Chapek's equity um, grants totaling 3.8 times his 2.5 million base salary in 2021. So the guy made 3.8 times more than his 2.5 million salary. I just want to put that in perspective here. Um, so these people don't give a fuck. They're making money like no other. They could care less about your feelings. And that's kind of the, the vibe that I'm getting here. So good on her for, for sticking it to them. But one of the weirdest parts of this whole story was the fact that um, Disney fires back at at her and calls the lawsuit sad and distressing and also discloses her $20 million salary for the film. What? Like, are you oh, are you Disney. are you joking me? Like you release her salary information in retaliation? Like what a bunch of little like pricks. Like they're basically I, saying since she made this much she shouldn't have to worry about losing the money that she's gotten. It's basically like if you're working at your job and your boss yeah. argued, oh, you already got your paycheck, your bare minimum paycheck for the work you did. So you shouldn't need this extra money. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, like spot on what it is. And so it, it just... It amazes me that they're taking this route and that they're really trying. They're calling the oh, lawsuit sad and distressing. I'm not surprised. Uh, this is very Disney. It is. But the thing is, Black Widow, like, that character is one of the OG Avengers. That is someone who has been with Marvel from, you know, way back when it, it was just starting. 
And so it's very confusing to me that they're taking this position. And there is clearly some bad blood between her and Disney. The fact that they pushed off her solo movie for this long, and then this all is happening around it, just shows that they they didn't want to. I do not believe that they ever wanted to do a Black Widow movie. I don't. I believe it was fan pressure, and they're pissed at it, um, and you know they're retaliating. Well, keep in mind, the Black Widow movie wasn't even centered around Scarlett Johansson. It was That's centered true. around Florence Pugh. It wasn't a Black Widow movie for Natasha. It was a Black Widow movie for someone else. Yeah. She was still the side character in her own solo movie. That's true. Yeah, they were. it was really a passing the baton story to Yelena. And, um, and I love Florence Pugh, don't get me wrong. But like, yeah, no, you're right. It very much felt like that. And um, so the fact that they can't even give her a proper send off as Black Widow is kind of funny. I don't think she'll be back to play this character. I'm going to be quite honest. The chances of her coming back are are slimming. Um, And uh, I I don't blame her. One of the other interesting facets of this um, is that other actors are now considering taking similar action such as Emma Stone, who is reportedly considering suing Disney over the uh, Cruella release. Um, And if we remember, Cruella made a decent chunk of change on Disney+, Plus, but not like Black Widow numbers by any means. Um, But uh, they didn't release official numbers for that one, but I think projections had it somewhere between like 30 and 40 million on Disney+, Plus. so nothing to like brag about. But uh, that is coming from former THR, the Hollywood Reporter editor, um, uh, Matt Baloney, who took to his exclusive newsletter what I'm hearing to report that Emma Stone is currently considering a lawsuit of her own. And, um, you know, a few other people are are following suit as well. Um, another interesting article I read said something about Kevin Feige, the head of Marvel Studios, um, who works under, you know, Bob Chapek and Disney, uh, Apparently, he was pissed about the day and day release, and and he tried to fight it. And that information is also coming to light that head of Marvel Studios, Kevin Feige, was trying to help mitigate the situation a little bit and just got completely overshadowed by Disney executives. And it's like, bro, this dude has built you an empire with this with the MCU. Like, he has built you a fucking empire. You You should be thanking him. Whatever he says, you should probably be following. Because he has clearly made you so much money and so much more powerful than you were before. So I'm surprised that they didn't listen to his input. And, you know, he's coming kind of to the defense of, of ScarJo. And it's just this situation kind of blew up and it blew up fast. And so we're still waiting on a resolution. I don't think we'll get one anytime soon, especially not by the time you're hearing this. But it is possible that you might see some more people that are actually going to go out and and file a similar lawsuit. So, which good. I hope they do. I mean, with this article, it, it sounds like... Yes, Scarlett Johansson might and probably should be taking this a little personal, but she's also just not the only one kind of getting screwed over like this. And it does really come to show you that it only, it only takes one person to speak up before other people realize, wait, I, I kind of got screwed over too. Can I say something? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of that domino effect. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm glad 
one person said something at least because I think this is kind of kind of bullshit. So it is kind of bullshit, <laughs> and I have major respect for her for doing like the press junkets and the touring and waiting until Black what the hype for Black Widow dies down a bit to file the lawsuit. Like that is a class act, and also to be the first one to do it to pull the trigger. Uh, it's it, risky. It is risky, and it probably killed her relationship with Disney. Um, uh, based on. Mm, how they're talking, they release salary information. I don't, that's unheard of. Like, I, I truly don't think that they're playing nice. And so, um, you know, because their argument is, look at how much money she already made. Like, and it it's doesn't like, matter it's like, how oh, much hey, money Bob you made. Chica, you made 3.8 times your $2.5 million salary. Like, you're, you're fine. She put in the work. She made the effort. I mean... Yeah. She had the contract, like, I get it, like, yes, $20 million, someone should be fine off of $20 million, but it's, it's, at the end of the day, to me, it's more about respect, which she's not getting any from Disney, and that's, that's kind of the point. It is. It's not, it's about the money, but it's not really about the money. It's about Disney doing whatever they want, thinking no one's going to say shit. Now Scarlett Johansson's finally saying something. Yeah. Good on her for doing it. Um, we love a, we love a good rant about people calling out Disney for their bullshit. We do. We always cover stories like this. Uh, <laughs> uh, to be fair though, this is one of the bigger, like the bigger mm-hmm. stories that we've had. Um, to cover. So it, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out. Um, now, on a completely different unrelated topic, we're going to talk about Skull, which is an origin story about the first time a predator comes to Earth. Uh, filming is almost complete on this movie. So they're almost going into post-production. Um, you know, we had heard that they were doing maybe a reboot and there was being there's a script being written and worked on a while back and now filming's almost complete um so collider learned this past week that it's a prequel that's titled skull um how do you feel about this because essentially it's um uh, it it's a weird it's a weird kind of combination of like apparently predator mixed with the revenant is how the the like filmmakers are describing it. And so I'm really confused, but it follows a female predator and, uh, and her journey to get her first skull, her first trophy. Um, I, I don't know how to, I don't know how to feel about this. I don't know if I'm like excited because they're telling a completely like weird story or if I'm like nervous. Um, Oh, this isn't skull. Oh God. Oh God. Uh, take me back. I accidentally clicked on Deadpool, not Skull. <laughs> also, there, um, there, room. It's rumored that Skull is heading straight to Hulu, similar to the Hellraiser reimagining that's coming. Like people are thinking it's just going straight to Hulu. I'm interested. The Predator movies kind of go back and forth with me. Some of them are good. Some of them are not so great, in my opinion. Yeah, but the. The species, <laughs> for lack of a better word, the species of the predator are very interesting folk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 
I, I don't think they've ever done one from a female perspective. In the Alien vs. Predator series, it not to like completely gender them, but they kind of had them like the predators were like a metaphor for man. And then aliens were metaphor for women because of like the eggs and everything. So I think it'd be interesting to actually have a female predator. Me so too. I, it, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I hope she gets her first skull. Good for her. Oh, she, it, I'm assuming she will get her first skull. And I, I think the approach that they're going to take to this is um, kind of this, this anti-hero almost. Like, I think she'll, I think the predator is going to be hunting someone that isn't a good person. And I think that's going to make us kind of like what uh, predators did with Adrian Brody. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like some of those people didn't deserve to live. So like, yeah, I'm glad that the predator killed you. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. But yeah, I just, we hadn't heard anything for a really long time. And all of a sudden they're like, filming's almost done. It's a prequel. And I was like, You're whoa, like, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, that is all for our news discussion this week. A lot of Disney. Um, some Predator, uh, which is also owned by Disney. God damn it. Um, Fuck Disney, but also this is a really interesting well, thing they're taking. Out. They are pissing me off because they're taking the properties that they have from Fox and they're just shoving them onto Hulu, it seems. Like, fuck you. Like, you're not releasing that in theaters. You're not doing anything. I hate Disney, man. Someone needs to let me in. Let me it in. It still brings me back to when I called my dad right after a podcast and Dylan was hearing me talking to my dad, but they're bad people, dad. It doesn't matter. <laughs> He's like, well, I get that what they're doing is bad. I'm like, no, that's the thing. They're bad people and it should bad. excuse what they do, dad. He's like, okay, okay, okay. Shop like, with your okay. dollar. That's why I don't, I don't pay for Disney Plus. Fuck them. I will freeload off someone else who has it. They're uh, not getting my money. I freed it load off of everyone else's uh, streaming platform, so Disney is actually on my on my bill. Oh, but that's oh. just because of Star Wars. <laughs> Fair enough. I really oh, and I watched Lady and the Tramp, but I mean it's Lady and the Tramp. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Fine, I'll let you. I'll let you slide. I love Lady. And the Tramp. <laughs> All right, we are going to come back and we're going to talk about a trailer that I'm kind of hopeful for which is uh the chucky tv show that's releasing this october so stay tuned and we'll talk some chucky so we are going to be talking about chucky the tv series it's going to be premiering on usa and sci-fi uh the plot is as follows after a vintage chucky doll turns up at a suburban yard sale an idyllic american town is thrown into chaos as a series of horrifying murders begin to expose the town's hypocrisies and secrets which just screams a little bit of chucky with just like a splash of scream the tv series too in my opinion jake you into vintage no i'm into retro oh what's the difference about 10 bucks (laughs) fair enough look at that someone took the butcher knife hi i'm chucky wanna play Mommy says real killing is bad. Yeah, well, mommy's full of shit. Look around you. It's the World Series of Slaughter. Stop, stop. Did you feel that? Hey, kid. I'm gonna go kill your sister. 
Wanna come? I'm sleepy. You snooze, you lose. I, I always think it's really fun when the serial killer is like, hey, before I kill you, I'm just going to wreck your life. <laughs> like, that's just an extra slap in the face. I always appreciate from our favorite psychopaths. Um, the first thing we're going to talk about is the design. I really want to talk about this, like, this, like, guy liner thing that he has going on. Mm-hmm. It's very Green Day of him. Very punk rock. I'm liking it. Um, it is. <laughs> The eye design is also very different too. Uh, this this design is very close to the original Child's Play, not the remake, but the original. Except the eyes are significantly more different. Um, for those of you who remember uh, Child's Play through like Seed of Chucky, his eyes were they were blue, but they had a much more painted plasticky doll look to them and they kind of have like a little zigzag pattern in it in it if i'm not mistaken uh but these ones are a lot more human and mm. i'm not really sure if i agree with that yet or not <laughs> i i know that's like such a stupid like detail to like pay close attention to but that is the most significant difference i'm noticing especially since there was something about his eyes that were bothering me earlier when we were watching the trailer because yeah. like i don't they're know the paint is very offset more. they're indented more the paint yeah. is a little like off off kilter a little bit and the eyes are a lot more human. Now they do have like the painted on guy liner, but <laughs> I mean, everything else about him screams original child's play doll, which I love, mm-hmm. but it's just, I don't like his face. I don't like his eyeball face. <laughs> Specifically his eyeballs. <laughs> his like eyeballs. Yeah. What the hell? So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's really the only thing that's really bothering me about, about this, it just looks like a doll that was like smacked on the ground till the eyes just kind of protruded inwards, and then they're like, "Let's just smack some realistic eyeballs in there." And so, it looks like a doll that we'd have in my grandma's basement after we abused it. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, so. yeah, yeah, I I agree with the doll thing. Um, it it is better than like the Child's Play twenty nineteen doll version i think but uh it's still not quite where i want it to be and it it's gonna take a minute to get used to it again i feel like i feel like once you watch like an episode or two like it'll be it'll become brand new kind of like as you mentioned the scream tv show with that mask redesign you know it it grew on me like actually like and i've talked about this before but if someone's running at me in the alley with the regular ghost face mask i'm like Okay, that's a little creepy. That's a little scary. If someone's running at me with the t- Scream TV show mask, like, I'm fucking bolting the other way. Like, that shit is infinitely more creepy to me than the ghost face mask. And um, and I feel like that's kind of what this is going for here. Maybe after, like, one or two episodes, we'll start to actually, you know, warm up to it. Um, right. But as far as the trailer goes, I mean, I thought it was great. It was. It was pretty good. I I still can't get over that lady in the beginning. <laughs> if you guys watch the trailer, you'll notice that after the kid gets Chucky... This isn't even a spoiler alert. Like This is directly from the trailer. 
-hmm. The kid, Jake, takes Chucky from a yard sale. He buys him at a yard sale. And then after he buys him and walks away, the lady looks at a knife block that's ultimately missing the biggest knife, the butcher knife from the knife watch. (laughs) The monotone. Oh, my God. She's like, would you look at that? My butcher knife's missing. But no concern, no interest, just, oh, okay. It's just, just, I, <laughs> I just, what the hell? If I noticed that a knife was missing from a knife block that I am selling at a yard sale where there's a bunch of kids, I'd be a little more concerned than that. Obviously, I wouldn't really suspect that a doll took it, but I'd be like, there's a kid out there running around with a stolen butcher knife. Yeah. Like that would raise some alarms for me. It should. Raise and it some makes alarms. me wonder what kind of pot brownies this lady brought to her yard sale. <laughs> Just I I can't. <laughs> but I I couldn't help but notice how brief the appearances were from the people that I was looking forward to seeing the most in this show, which I'm glad cuz, you know, I it's I keeping a lot of it close to its chest. Like, it really, we don't really is. But at the yeah. same time, it also kind of scares me, like, how much of these people am I actually going to see? Like, I'm talking Christine Elise, Alex Vincent, Fiona Dorif, and Devin Sawa. They were the four main people I was looking forward to watching in the show. And I saw almost none of them in the trailer. But meow. Oh, and Jennifer Tilly, too, of course. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like... Maybe I'll see more of them in the show, but also at the same time, like, I swear to God, they're just cameos. I'm just going to punch the show in the face. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, um, I, I agree. I, you know, but at the same time that like they are keeping a lot of it close to their chest and I would like to see maybe a little bit more kind of like you had mentioned, I, I do love how the trailers cut and, how fun it is, right? Like, yeah. like, hey, I'm going to go kill your sister here in a minute. Are you coming with her? Like, you know, that... It's very of, Chucky. It is. It is. And and so it's like, I, I think it's funnier than like Child's Play 2019, right? Like yeah. Child's Play 2019, Chucky really wasn't that funny. Like, this is very much playful and also frightening, which is like the essence of Chucky. And so I feel like um, as far as like, show like um what would you even call that show not atmosphere but like the the tone the tone of this show feels right and i think that's my biggest takeaway from the trailer is it just feels right Mm -hmm. yeah no it's i mean with the remake it was very just Obviously, there's a short circuit in there somewhere. He's doing it because he truly believes that's what a friend does. Mm -hmm. But with the original franchise of Child's Play, Chucky just didn't give a fuck. No. He didn't give a single shit. He was just running around, running amok, doing whatever he wanted because he was the killer doll. And he knew that and he just took advantage. And I'm seeing a lot of that in this show. And I... I, I like that they're they're going back to the origins of Chucky and and keeping up with the kind of doll he used to be because that yeah. was the doll that we all loved. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so this premieres in October. I think October twelfth is what it said. 
Um, I'm not really sure, but I believe it's the 12th. Um, sometime in October, Chucky will be on sci-fi. So I can't wait for that. And honestly, this trailer, like beforehand, had you told me that, you know, the trailer would be releasing soon and it got me so hype, I would be like, okay, dude, like, whatever. They haven't done Chucky right in such a long time, it feels like. So it's been like, you know, kind of one thing after the other of just disappointment. And so I've been like, okay, like, fine, whatever. But after seeing it, like, I I now want to actually go watch the show, which is the whole purpose of trailers. So um, they did a good job there. Uh, it's actually a much better trailer than I feel like the Dexter trailer was that we got. Like, that was very minimal. That really didn't give anything away. Not a single fucking thing. And I was like, you see, like, I'm, like, interested, but, like, you didn't, like, grab my full attention like this did. Um, so I can't wait for it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. October. October. Um, All right. October. Well, we are going to move on to box office projections, so we're going to take another break. We'll be right back to talk Jungle Cruise and The Suicide Squad. I'm sure you know by now, but we have our own YouTube channel. We upload video reviews of the latest television shows or movies and stream gaming content occasionally. We have a goal to reach 100 subscribers by the end of the year. As of now, we are about five subscribers away from reaching that goal, and it would mean everything to the team to be able to accomplish this. Simply search the Burr Reviews in YouTube search bar to find us. Make sure to not only subscribe if you like the content, but to give the videos a thumbs up and ring the bell to make sure you receive notifications when we upload or go live. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. I'm sure you're all wondering, as you are every week, what Jungle Cruise made at the domestic box office here in North America. Well, we are going to dive into that. So um, we also asked you on Twitter uh, what you think Jungle Cruise would make opening weekend in North America. So first, I just want to say going forward, I'm going to try and do this every week. On either Thursday or Wednesday, I am probably going to make a poll on Twitter that is um, exclusive to just Twitter asking you, you know, what you think the range will be on the box office. So the numbers that I gave, for example, this week was around 25 million, uh, less than 15 million, over 30 million. And then I also put a little guy going, eh, I don't know, like with the I don't know emoji. Um And so I asked you directly what you think Jungle Cruise would make, and I want to talk about that. So uh, 33.3% of you said uh, around 25 million, give or take. Uh, 50% of you said less than 15 million. That is, uh, ouch. Uh, And then some of you, uh, 16.7% of you said uh, over 30 million. And... um, you know, if we're including the Disney Plus premiere access numbers, the people that said over 30 million were technically correct, and even not including, and even not including the Disney premiere access numbers, the people that said over 30 million were also correct because Jungle Cruise made a total haul of 34 million in theaters and another 30 million on Disney Plus for a grand total of around 64 million. Now, Jungle Cruise cost $200 million to make. 
So yes, they are at a net loss, but for them releasing this in the pandemic era, it seems like every week we're talking about, wow, what a surprise that is. And what a surprise that is. And, you know, uh, same thing for this. Um, you know, it did, it did kind of a strong showing for, for theaters being shuttered for months on end. Um, and again, they released their streaming numbers, uh, which they did for Black Widow as well. And uh, their their total for that was $30 million. And um, I'm curious to know like what you think about the numbers initially. And also congrats to the 16.7% of you who guessed correctly for this week. Um, I can't what- even remember what I guessed. Oh, oh, you can't? I'll, I'm pulling it out as we speak. So... You predicted thirty million. <laughs> oh! Um, so you were right on the money, indeed. Um, Man, how many is that? A lot. You have a lot, <laughs> Mister. I have inside knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> how yeah. embarrassing for you! <laughs> <laughs> it's a little embarrassing for me, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that I think you know. I think it makes sense, right? Like, I think it's a pretty strong showing and, you know, it's a family-friendly movie. A lot of people were comparing it to The Mummy. And so it's just a good time for everyone. And, you know, people coming out of the theater, I'll tell you that they they really liked it. And so um, I'm not surprised in the least bit. But congrats on your win for this week. Jungle Cruise did indeed make 30 million, 34 million to be exact, but... I'll give it to you anyway. I'm really good at this game. I like it. Um, I think I'm more shocked that Disney decided to release the premiere access numbers too. Um, well, as you can see from this podcast, they're willing to release anything at this point. <laughs> they are just in a number <laughs> number kick. They want to tell you everything. Uh, why don't we find out what The Rock's salary was for this, huh? Um, just- anyway... DM Disney, hey, how much is The Rock making for this? I will tell you. <laughs> They'll shoot back with a response. Um, it's sad and disappointing. Yeah. Wow. Um, next week we have James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, the Warner Brothers like reboot of Suicide Squad from 2016, which is not a good movie. So uh, this one has positive press. I know it had like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes for quite some time. And I'm curious to know for the Suicide Squad, what do you think the Suicide Squad will make at the domestic box office? I don't want to be cocky, so I'm going to think about it for a sec. Okay, I'll tell you that right away without looking at anything. So I have no information on this whatsoever. Yeah, and you've been doing really good lately. So let's hear it. I, well, I've been doing so. I'll, I'm going to do what you do. I'm not going to look at any of the numbers. I'm just going to spitball it. Spitball it. <laughs> it's been working for me. Let's see how well it works for you. Do you so have clearly, my medium six cents? No, no, no. Well, here's the thing. Every week, I have under predicted things, and I think the reason for me under predicting things is because I don't have faith that the 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 Delta variant. Um, is going to keep people coming to the theaters. I think more and oh. more people are getting skeptical. See, and- you're already overthinking it. I don't even think about Delta variants. I just go off of like who's in it, how well the movies around them did. Like you, you thinking too hard about it. That's that's where you're coming into issues. <laughs> well, COVID's still a problem. I still have to think about the Delta variant. You're um, putting too many numbers into your equation, so you're yes. getting the wrong so, answers. I think Suicide Squad. I am going to. 
you know, we had we had talked about this. Black Widow did quite a lot um, at the box office. I don't think Suicide Squad will do that much, but I am going to go for a crisp like fifty five million. I am. I am going to go for a crisp fifty five million just with the positive press, just with people wanting to go back to the theaters. Um, I think fifty five is the right number, and that is my prediction. What are you thinking? Not that high. Ah, uh, see, squad. now you're gonna underpredict. No, oh, okay, okay. Let's see what we're doing here. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I think it's gonna do well. Yeah. Especially since they have like Pete Davidson, Margot Robbie in here. I think they're going to bring a decent sized audience. I don't think it's going to make all the way up to 50 million, but I would be willing to bet 40 on it. You're betting 40? Okay. Yeah. 40 million it is. Um, so you think it'll make about what A Quiet Place did, essentially? Yeah. I mean, don't forget, it's a sequel. So it's you not think really sequel cool. numbers. Eh, it might as well be a sequel. <laughs> I mean, a lot it's, of people. It's think bringing it is, out so. sequel vibes, so you got to yeah. think sequel vibe numbers. Yeah. Okay. Fair point. Fair point. Well, um, that is your box it. office. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is your uh, box office projection for this week. Uh, like I said, be on the lookout on Twitter. I will put up in it. Uh, an exclusive poll to Twitter asking you what you think Suicide Squad will do at the box office this next week. Um, With all that down and out of the way, why don't we discuss what's new to streaming? Um, So we have F-Boy Island, which is on HBO Max. Um, It's kind of like a mix of like Too Hot to Handle and The Bachelor almost with um, some strategy involved. They're trying to figure out like which of the men... Um, are there just for sex and which of the men are there to actually make a genuine connection and to build a relationship. And so it's kind of like, um, what was that? I said, what a fun game. What a fun game. F boys all around. Um, yeah, that's on HBO max. It's, I guess their version of too hot to handle on Netflix. Uh, we have behind the music on Paramount plus. If you watched VH one in the nineties, you'll have fond memories of behind the music. Um, the sometimes self-serious documentary series is back for a reboot on Paramount with episodes on the careers of Ricky Martin, Duran Duran, Brett Michael, Huey Lewis, and lots more. So that's streaming on Paramount Plus right now. And then, of course, you have Disney's Jungle Cruise on Disney Premier Access. Um, don't go to that one. Go out to the theater. But, you know, it's there, I guess, if you want it. Um, and that is basically all that we have for streaming now i'm not gonna lie i am gonna check out f-boy island just like i watched the first episode of sexy beast um boy was that a trip uh and i'm hoping that f-boy island is a little bit less cringy because sexy beast was very very cringy um but they're both guilty pleasure shows good lord (laughs) i know at this point you've heard us talk a lot about our website theburrreviews.com but I wanted to share some of the content you can expect from us in case you missed it. On our site, you'll find podcasts, movie reviews, opinion articles, and even more content covering all types of cinema. If you're looking for a review of your latest project, we got you covered. 
Simply search thebrewerreviews.com in your web browser to find us. As a company residing in Nebraska, we know how hard it can be to get your message out to the world, and we want to help. Find our contact page on the website and fill out the form. There, you'll also find a list of submission guidelines on the page. Not every submission will be accepted, mainly due to time restrictions, but we welcome all types of motion pictures. So what are you waiting for? Head over to the site now and check it out. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Into the Borough podcast here on the Borough Reviews Network. Again, make sure to share, like, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Share it on all your social media. Also, if you really like the podcast, we do have a full video version of it available on patreon.com slash the Borough Reviews. And um, we really do hope that you enjoy the content. Make sure to go over and follow us on Twitter at Borough Reviews. If you want to kind of chime in and let us know what your box office predictions are, we're always happy to hear about that. Um, And it's a way for us to interact with you, which we always love doing. Um, But with all that down and out of the way, that is today's episode. So thank you so much again for listening, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye, everyone.